Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hey everybody and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dreams. And I just want to take a quick couple of seconds here and just say, you know what? We're coming up on, it's only like three days away, and I just want to wish everybody a, a Merry Christmas, everybody. That's from all the staff here at Wake Up Into Your Dream. <laughs> no, honestly, though, just just all our best to your families, and as we, this is my favorite season of the year. I, I love I love uh, the fall. I love the spring. I love summer. But I'm telling you, I love the Christmas season. I love everything about it. Especially love that we celebrate the birth of our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. But beyond that, I still love. Uh, I mean, sorry, you can't go beyond that. But uh, as well as, let's just say it that way, I really love. Christmas trees and Christmas presents and giving and buying and and having celebrations with friends and family and I just want to celebrate you guys today and just wish you the best Christmas ever and that you would you guys honestly would all wake up into your godly divine dream for your life and I know that's the best gift that anybody could give to you is the gift of discovery like my good friend says and I say this at every every ending of every episode is that you have two great days, the day you were born and the day you discover why. And I hope that you are. And so we are on episode number 14 called Identity, part three, who I am, part B. Uh, I couldn't get it all in in um, the first episode of who I am. And then I'm calling this episode more specifically being and becoming. So identity part three is who I am, be, being, and becoming. So like, like I said before in the last couple of episodes, essentially in life you must answer three questions so that you can be victorious and live a fulfilled life here in this realm. And that is whose I am, who I am, and to whom I am called to. Over the last few episodes and into the next two, we are going to be journeying into these wonderful thoughts, but also the application of identity. And we start off by whose you are, and that is the, the premier question that needs to be asked and that needs to be fulfilled. And when you find out you find out whose you are, you find the solidification of who you really are and your identity is firmly founded on that foundation. So today I'm going to be sharing to you with the backdrop of a story about the life of Moses. And so, um, and, and, and about, and more specifically about the calling and how he got called. But be, before I go any further into today's episode, we're going to do what we have been doing for the last several, several episodes, and that is to do a little recap 
Um, and that's a bit of our culture now because we're building line upon line, precept upon precept, a little here and a little there, and things are being revealed to us because it's more about revelation than it is information, and we're being revealed, and things are being built, and our dreams are being uncovered and discovered and unveiled each week. So anyway, uh, last week, I, I shared a story of how I really started to believe who I am. Um, I'm not going to get into the specifications of that story. You can go back and listen to last week's episode if you want. Uh, but it started off when I began to discover who I am. It started off on a very dark, cold, lonely, scary moment when the enemy was trying to tell me everything I wasn't and tried bringing up everything uh, that I did wrong and every frailty of my flesh and failure of my past. And then God rose up in the midst of me and he began to speak right through me into this realm, the very facts of who I am. And I wanna, I'm just going to go over those just quickly. Again, I don't know, it'll take a couple minutes, but I think they're worth listening to again. And these are the 64 biblical I am's who God says I am. And this is the most important thing because it's his word that he creates everything. And it is his word that holds everything together. And when he began to speak to me about these 64 specific I am's, it began to displace everything that the enemy was trying to do to me by trying to bring trauma into my life to paradigm per paralyze me to not be able to think beyond. And these words will help you think beyond. So here we go. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am a brand new creation. Never has there ever been anyone like me. I am a royal priesthood who has come from a holy nation. I am a member of a holy race. I am a spirit. I live in a body and I possess a soul. I am defined by the word of God written and spoken. I am a servant. I am passionate about life. I am full of life. I am free in every way from anyone's control. I'm set free for freedom's sake. I am free. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Before I was known, he was the creator of all knew me. The creator of all knew me. Before I was born, before I was in my mother's womb, he planned the steps I would take. I am predestined to be conformed into the image of Christ. I cannot fail. I am resilient. I am seated within Christ far above all principalities and powers of darkness. I am seated in heaven with Christ Jesus. I am a co-heir with Christ Jesus. I am the crown jewel of all of his creation. I am his glory. I am created just below Elohim. I am as he is in this realm. I am solidly founded upon the rock of my salvation. I am immovable. I am irrefutable. I am non-combustible. I am indestructible. I am 10 foot tall and bulletproof. I am a believer. I am purpose for greatness. I am greater than just a mere man. I am filled with the everlasting, immutable, all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent spirit of 
of the living God. I am a resource. I am vulnerable. I am excellent at the things that I do. Everything I put my hands to prospers. I am full of the wise and witty and ingenious ideas that come to me through the inspiration of Holy Spirit. I am humble. I am honorable. I am responsible. I am carefree. I am determined. I am a demonstrator of the power of God in love, signs, and wonders. I am compassionate. I am light. I am salt. I am a lover of the word. I am a fuller a fulfiller of the great commission. I am a healer of the sick. I'm a raiser of the dead. I'm a cleanser of the disease. I'm a destroyer of the works of the evil one. I am prosperous and highly favored by God. I am growing every day in favor with God and with man. I am God's favorite. I am gaining power through tribulation, violence, and as a child, I am prospering and feast in the midst of trials and my enemies. I am the healed of the Lord. By his stripes, I am healed. I am generous. I am drawn by grace. I'm saved by grace. I'm sustained by grace. I'm filled with grace. I'm being presented to God by grace. I am what I am by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Come on now. Come on now. Does that not make you excited? Does that not get something boiling on the inside of you? Does that not cause you to pin your shoulders back and lift your head up? Come on. You need to know that this is who God says you are right in his Bible. And by the way, if you want the scriptural references to each and every one of these I am's, you can just email me at B-A-Miracle, that's B-A-M-I-R-A-C-L-E-2 at gmail.com. Or you can go to my website, barrymiracle.ca, and you can send me uh, email from there. Um, like I said earlier, this I'm, I'm going to be presenting Moses' story of his calling as the backdrop for today as I'm talking about being and becoming the very I am of God. I, I said here earlier that I am as he is in this world, and that's that's found in First First uh, John 4, 17. I am as he is in this world. That's really important to know that this is who you are. And, you know, the, the, the religious uh, spirits and, and uh, actually demonic, forces i hate using that word religion when can when um because pure and undefiled religion is taking care of the poor and the needy and and and, and the widows and the orphans and, and 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 doing all those kind of good works and so when i say religious spirit i i i feel like i'm almost defaming that word religion because it's religion is not a bad word it's the traditions of men that actually nullify uh the word of god so anyway the topic is being and becoming. And, and I want to take our attention to um, this backdrop of the story of Moses' calling. And it starts in Exodus chapter 3. We see Moses becoming the unlikely answer to the Jewish people. He is on the backside of the desert, and he came to the, the mountain of Sinai, Mount Sinai, where he was tending his sheep, and when the angel of the Lord shows up in a flame of fire in the midst of a bush, this, is, this obviously catches his attention. A bush on fire, but not being consumed. It's important to note that the Bible says when the fiery bush caught his attention, he then turned aside. God did not speak to him until he turned aside. God, it, you know, there's a lot of things that catch our attention that God has done for us, 
This is all that part about being thankful. There, God, God's providing you know things for us on a daily basis, and and the Bible says, "Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, and into His courts with praise." If you if you want all the the goodness of the Lord and the power and the authority to operate in this realm, you have to enter through the gate of thanksgiving. He, he is doing things that are that is getting our attention, and part of your your turning aside and your your part of your. Um, stepping into the goodness of the Lord is when you turn aside, when you when you begin to thank him for what he's done for you. But he's trying to catch our attention here. He's tried to get Moses' attention. And as he drew near is when he heard the voice that came from the fire, take off your shoes for where you are standing is holy ground. Now, you, you, this is really interesting. And, and I ask people, what made that ground holy? You know, there, there, any other day, that bush on the side of the Mount Sinai or Mount Horeb or the mountain of Moses that it would be later called, any other day that, that still had, you know, sheep droppings. It still had, and you know what I mean by droppings. Huh? It, it still had, you know, things, uh, you know, briars and bushes. And there was obviously dirt all around in, in, near the desert and, and all these different things. That, but what does that make? Why is God saying, take off your shoes for where you are standing as holy ground. I, I want to come to you today and I want to tell you because of the blood of Jesus Christ, there's accessibility of God to come into your life and that the spirit of the living God lives on the inside of you. And you are now holy because what makes you holy is the presence of God. What made that land and what made that tree and what made the, all the, the surrounding area holy is because God himself had shown up. So as in, in Moses' case, God is trying to get our attention, like I said earlier, through signs, wonders, and miraculous occurrences. If you wake up every day, you need to thank God you woke up. If you wake up every day and, and, and you just remember that you have been born again, you've been saved, you've been delivered, you've been, you've been translated from the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light, you need to wake up with thanksgiving on your heart because anywhere it talks about a gate, it talks about a place of authority. A gate is where you walk in to a city, to a region. It's or where you're stopped in a city or a region. A gate is where the mayors and the counselors would meet back in the day, where decisions would be made. So Thanksgiving is, is like our turning aside the attention that God has given to us. And, 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 and they should be ongoing. 1 Corinthians 2, verses 4 and 5 says, My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. God is all about showing us signs and wonders and, and miraculous occurrences, and he wants to heal you and, and, and deliver you just because you need to be saved and delivered. But also, it is a sign and a wonder to us, and we need to, when God begins to heal us of that sickness or that you know that disease or, or fulfill an, a, a need, of, of whether it was a, a bill that, you know, money came from nowhere. We, that needs to be uh, registered and we need to draw closer to him. So oftentimes we do the, the thing that God needs us to do. Many times we often, sorry, do not do the very thing that God needs us to do. And that's to acknowledge them. We must 
be thankful in our hearts. Let him capture our minds so that we, he can upload revelation into us and an ark of preservation for us and for our spheres of influence as he did for Moses. It's a little side note there. This mountainside is the spectacular setting where God commissions Moses to go set his people free. As you may recall this, Moses was the unlikely answer. 40 years ago, he flees at the age of 40. He flees uh, under not so good circumstances. He's, he's now 80 and God is telling him to go back to the place where he is wanted for murder, inciting rebellion and treason. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 6, Moses says, who am I that I should go? He's like really questioning, you know, God, yeah, like, do you even know? I, I mean, first of all, I stutter. Secondly, you know, I murdered somebody back there. I know it's for a good reason, but it also incited a rebellion. And then they, I had to run for my life because I was wanted for treason. Uh, we're all asking this question. Like, God, really, seriously, who am I? <laughs> I? I said the other day of my buddy that I had over uh, for the weekend, uh, I was talking about my spiritual father and I, and I said to my spiritual father one day, I said, you know that God is using us the way he is and platforming us to the degree that he has is just proof positive that God can use anybody. And we both laughed, of course, and, and we're so grateful for what God is doing for us and through us and helping people literally around the world. My spiritual father, uh, Dr. Tony Slay, um, has thousands of people going to his Bible colleges around the world and is affecting people and, and has affected people. And, and, and I've been walking with him uh, in a spiritual father capacity for more than 20 years. I, I've, been, I've been in relationship with him for 30 years, but uh, you know, it takes time to develop. But anyway, it, 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 and we just said jokingly the one day we said, God using us the way he is, is just a testimony that God can use anybody. And this is what, what Moses is saying, like, who am I? And, and I'm saying, who are you? And like the enemy would say, what is man that you're mindful of him and, and made him just below yourself and, and you crowned him with your glory? I want to tell you, God is crowning you. You don't have to ask the question of, of, of to God or anybody else what, you know, what qualifies you. He's qualified you. He's on the inside of you. He's making you holy. So people have been asking this question. I want to answer it today. It's because God is on the inside of you that you are holy. You're not holy because you, you did something right. You're not holy because you, you're a good person. You're not holy. You're holy because of one reason, because God himself lives on the inside of you. And that's what, what God said to Moses that day. Take off your shoes for where you are standing as holy ground. You can tell people and tell the enemy, take your hands off of me for where you are touching is holy ground. My God. So here we are. Moses is saying, who am I that I should go? And so nonetheless, the burning bush not being consumed and it's speaking seems to give him some sort of assurance. So Moses agrees to go, but with some stipulations. One of those stipulations is that Moses needed to know who was sending him. Basically, uh, God, can you just you know let me know so I can let them know? Uh, who sent me, that, that it's actually the creator of the universe. 
uh, the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so anyway, here's a little, here's a little, uh, little side story again, a little funny, a little tee-hee here. Moses says to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Egypt or children of Israel out of Egypt? Then God says, LOL, in my best Charlton Heston voice, and this shall be your sign that I have sent you when you have brought the people out of Egypt. <laughs> the sign God was giving him is that Moses would actually do what God had asked him to do. That's the, the sign in the wonder right there, baby. <laughs> That's actually kind of too funny. Anyway, so Moses asked, who shall I say has sent me? In other words, what is your name? So God says to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am have has sent me to you. God is saying, I am. We're doing this, this couple um, podcasts on saying, who am I? And God says, I am. And this is who we are part of. <laughs> Who I am is I am part of the I am. Descendant of the I am gives me the identification of who I am. But let's just go a little deeper. I am has sent you. Sorry, I am has sent me to you. I am can be translated also into I will be. Moses let them know that I will be who I will be has sent you. So there, there, that's another translation that, that uh, some scholars have come up with when they've been transliterating the Bible, translating the Bible. They, they came to the conclusion that I am can also be translated into I will be. Now, let's just go back to the beginning of this. I, this episode of the Who I Am Part 3 of Identity is called Being and Becoming. And that is part of figuring out who I am. So some rabbis also say that I am that I am can also be translated into being and becoming. The source of all dreamed about the heavens and the earth, the multiverse, our universe, the stars and the seas and the you's and the me's. He created everything to metamorphose and grow and be a living, developing entity. Okay. As he created the preeminence of all of his creation, which is you, he dreamed and designed your pathways, which included the unfolding of the extension of him. Yes, you are an extension of the creator. Now I'm going to be coming, I'm going to be talking about this a little bit more in more detail in a, in a couple of episodes in the future here. Uh, about the Shema of God, the Shema Israel, Adonai Elohim, Adonai Echud. Hear, O Israel, that the Lord, the Lord thy God is one. That, that that word Shema has to do with the interconnectivity and the communication of every entity ever created. There is a there is an interconnectivity. The Shema of God, the open communication. God, yes, God, we are an extension of the creator through the Shema. We are through him and through, through our rebirth and our upgrade 
into the new the new royal race there we have become very much an extension of god so he the creator of all is actually being and becoming <laughs> yes you heard me right what yes you heard me right you heard me correctly he the supreme being is being and at the same time involving evolving and becoming he does this as you begin to tap into his dream and purpose for your life so you're th you're thinking like I, I thought he's the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end he, guys he he is outside of time space and the continuum there of god god is everything is in god everything but as as we expand with our, the revelation of who we are be, being and who we are becoming it actually causes the the circumference of his being to be expanded okay this is his identity this is who he is he is what he is being and he is perfect in everything that he is being, and he is what he is becoming. So here's this next statement is the full weight of my life's manifesto and the very crux and the most important reason for me doing these podcasts. Okay? Now that's a pretty big crescendo there. Should have had a drum roll or something. I don't know. But this is why it is important that we discover God's dream and live out his dream because in the whole process of waking up into our dreams, we are allowing God to fulfill his corporate dream for all of his creation. How many people have lived and died and not tapped into their God-designed purpose? How many people were born and grew up and just, just going through the motions and surviving in life instead of thriving and living the dream? My identity or who I am needs to be the sum total of who God dreamed and declared who I should be. I am not the sum total of my past experience and education, nor am, nor am I just a product of my environment whether that be social or economical. I am not defined by sins or shortcomings or mistakes or proclivities of my flesh or frailties of my flesh or failures of my past. Also, I will not be a casualty of war, including the abuse of all sorts. I am none of those things. I can be refined, but I certainly will not be defined by any negative past or environmental restraints. I will be defined by the dream of God, our creator, and by the word that he spoke into being regarding me. And that can include you. You can have this as well. I'm not just making this claim for myself today. I'm making this claim on behalf of all humanity that God would begin to wake up in the midst of us because we are waking up to him, that he is coming alive and, and, and our dreams are coming alive. Your life does not have to be defined, ladies and gentlemen, by your past. You don't have 
to be contained by somebody else's opinion. You are amazingly made to be greater than your environment. You could and should be defined only by God's dream. Guys, as we understand that we are being and we have the potential of being, the answer to life is being. The most beautiful thing is when you begin to be who you've been called to be. Your I am. Who am I? Your I am is summed up in what you're called to be. I'm going I'm to get into a little bit more detail uh, in the future as well on, on finding your specifics and finding out exactly who you're called to be. So pay attention and pay tune, attune to that in the near future. But ladies and gentlemen, it, it, life is to be lived. Life is not a destiny, a destiny desperately driven towards. In the rat race of Western uh, ideologies, life is not a, a destiny desperately driven towards as much as it is the flu fluidity of a purpose fulfilled. Let me say that again. Life is not about a destiny desperately driven towards where you don't, where you miss all the, the sips of coffee and the smelling of the roses and, and, and the walking through the paths of life and, the, and, and, and standing out in the rain and, and just enjoying everything. Life is not just about a destiny desperately driven towards and being so goal oriented that we miss all the nuances and the beauties of life. Life is about the fluidity of a purpose fulfilled. You came here on a purpose, with a purpose, to fulfill a purpose, and God put all the resources in you that you would ever need. And right now, I just want to pray for you. Father God, in Jesus' name, I'm asking that everybody, everyone that listens to this podcast this day would receive an awakening. They would come alive, Lord God, that you, your grace would come upon them, and they would begin to see who you've been called, who you've called them to be. As they go over the I am's and they begin to understand that they're irrefutable, they're non-combustible, they're indestructible on the path that you have called for them to walk upon it. Father God, I'm praying that you would give them eyes to see. I anoint your eyes this day in Jesus' name. I release by faith an anointing to your eyes to, that, your, that the scales would come off your eyes, that you would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living and you would begin to fulfill your purpose here in life. If you can see it, you can have it. Once again, this is Barry Miracle, and I just want to wish everybody a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. But I might say this once or twice, a uh, Happy New Year anyway. Um, but I do, I, I really am believing as we come out of 220 or 2020 and we come into 21 that we will step into a new era. I'm believing that your, your eyes are going to be anointed to see. Your ears are going to be anointed to hear. Your mind anointed to perceive the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He's still bigger than everything that you're going through. And you have more resources on the inside of you, trying to get on the outside of you, trying to get in touch with you. You just got to believe, see, and, and continue to stand and decree the promises of God that are still yes and amen. And you will begin to reform your very environment 
and replace the very atmosphere all around you. Bless you guys. And until next time, I hope you are continuing to wake up into everything God has for you by waking up into his dream. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.